0: Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. Welcome. It's such a thrill to have you here. This show is all about my journey of scratch-made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. It's so amazing wherever you are, whenever you are, that you decided to join me. I hope that you are doing so, so amazing right now. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I love you. Thank you so much for all of your endless support that helps make this show happen each and every single week. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about all things Thanksgiving and kicking things off in style for season three. Season three begins in earnest next week with M of Verbal Diorama as we talk about mac and cheese. Now, I love a mac and cheese, but her recipe asked me to do something that I don't do. So it was an amazing experience to talk to M, and I can't wait for you guys to hear that next week on the show. Make sure you stay tuned for that. And we've got so much more fun stuff planned this season. I absolutely can't wait. One of those things is happening right now. I'm recording video as I record this because I want to put the message of positivity. This show is all about positivity, as I said, trying to make the world better one dish at a time. And, you know, I don't know if it can help anybody. I don't know if the things that I talk about or hearing the things that I have to say can ever help anybody. But if it can, and if you're watching this on the Nicolai's Kitchen YouTube channel, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. The channel link is down in the show notes for anybody who is listening to this. Normally, this is the kind of stuff that I would cut. And the positivity segments only will go over on the YouTube channel until I start getting some cooking stuff going on over there as well. But I just, I want to start sharing out more of the positivity stuff because it's really important to me to just try as hard as I can to just put as much good into the world as I can that's the point of this show that's the whole thing about this show is putting good out into the world trying to make your day if you're listening to this as I said wherever you are whenever you are you're plugging this into your ears if you're watching this I want to make your life better even if just for today even if just for the next 40 minutes or so that you're spending time here with me thank you thank you Season three of the show, as I said, is going to kick off next week, but season three is also going to come with some new journeys, some new explorations, and we'll get into that more in the next couple of weeks on the show, but I'm going to be choosing a type of cuisine, a type of cuisine or a type of cooking that I am wholly not familiar with. And I'm going to be dedicating 10 dishes, five quick bites and five regular episodes to that type of cuisine. To making things that I've never made before, because that's one of the things that I love so much about this journey is learning how to do new things, is exploring new avenues in the kitchen. Tonight, I made a meal that I had never, ever made before, and it was because I was watching an episode of Restaurant Impossible, and I watched Robert Irvine do panko-crusted salmon in whatever restaurant he was rescuing. And I was like, that's an amazing idea and I didn't look up a recipe or anything. I just kind of did what I thought would work best, and I learned some things, and the dish turned out absolutely fantastic. By the way, there's some quick bites coming up for the sides that I had for that specific dish. Not the salmon itself, because there's not really a whole lot to break down there. Panko, pan sear, oven finish, done. But with the sides for that, I made an absolutely mind-blowing zucchini and tomato salad with dill and lemon. So, so amazing. A bite of that with the fish was just literal heaven. And I made like a little bit of a sweet fruit salad, like a creamy Greek yogurt, apples, grapes, some celery in there for some crunch. Honest to God, so, so good. But a lot of what I put on that plate was stuff I concepted myself and stuff that I had never done before i've never even cooked zucchini before tonight before the day i'm recording this right now today was the first time in my life 41 plus that i ever cooked zucchini and it was amazing and it was easy it was way easier than i thought it was going to be which is probably one of those kind of things that's just a mantra of this show it was easier than he thought it was going to be let the heat hit the meat i gotta get stickers with these taglines (laughs) on. One of these days. But this journey is going to take us all the way up to the sixth annual live stream for The Cure, which is going to be May 2022. Way more details about that are going to be coming in the coming month, so I won't wax on about it here. But yeah, I'm super, super excited to talk to you guys about Thanksgiving prep this year, what I'm planning on doing, the things that I want to make. And I'm super, super excited to talk to you guys. And just share this space. Share the microphone with you. Because there are few things that I love in life more than sitting down in this space and just laying it bare. Just putting it out there for everybody. Just, you know, sharing my journey and hoping that anybody at some point in your life, if you need to hear this or whatever it is, that you hear it and that you take it and it can make your day a little bit better. It can make your life a little bit better. Maybe it gives you a different way to think about something. That's what I'm here for. So I hope you're here for it too. Let's go on a journey together, shall we? Today on the show, before we get into all the cooking and all the preparations, Thanksgiving, turkey, uh, stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, homemade cranberry sauce, or if you're Rebecca, (laughs) a can of ocean spray. (laughs) I'm super, super excited to talk to you guys about it, but before I get there, and this also, it's its uh, weirdly enough that I was just talking about that salmon dish and, and made that today, but, you know, been watching a lot of Restaurant Impossible lately. It's a show that I really, really love, and in it, Robert Irvine helps a lot of people who are struggling with a lot of things. And one of the episodes, it, it, really, it really inspired me to kind of do the positivity segment for this week's show. And it's about... Negativity, and it's about the way that we talk to each other. It's about the way that we talk to other people. It's about the way that we treat ourselves. See, I'm someone who has lived in certain situations in my life where I have been surrounded by, mired in negativity all the time. Life, life can get you. And sometimes and some days it's really hard and people, everybody out there is dealing with something. Everybody out there is struggling with something. Some of them you'll never know. And some of them you'll know all too well. But one thing that I did quite some time ago now that has had a profound and remarkable effect on my life is positivity. And I know it's a cliche thing to sit here and say that just being positive, just focusing on the positive, making sure that you use positive language, not only when talking about other people, not only when talking to other people, but when talking to yourself is so important and it will change your entire mindset and it can change literally everything about your life. I used to live day in day out, just absolutely swarmed by surrounded by negativity and I had a terrible self-image. I wanted to die. I didn't want to live anymore. I was at the lowest and the darkest that I had been in my entire life. And you know what I did during those days? You know what I did every single one of those times? I sat there and I told myself that I was not good enough. I told myself that I wasn't worth it, that I didn't deserve love, happiness, respect, that I didn't deserve the good things in life, that I didn't get to deserve to enjoy the the good things in life that, that people should get to enjoy. I called myself fat and I called myself stupid and I called myself weak and pathetic And when you talk to yourself and when you refer to yourself in that way, even if you're not saying it out loud, even if it's just in here, even if it's just inside your head, even if, you know, you're still, if you continue to perpetuate the cycle of negativity, and if you continue to use negative language towards yourself, you will continue that spiral around the drain until you hit rock bottom, whatever rock bottom is for you. And I, I, Please, if you are somebody out there who is like really, really feeling down and out, like nobody cares, like nobody's listening, like you don't have any other options, you're not alone. You are not alone. There are people out there that will listen. There are people out there that will reach out and help however they can, even if it's just to let you lay it bare. Don't ever think that you're alone because you're never, never, never alone. I felt so alone. I felt so, so alone. I felt like nobody would get it. I felt like nobody would understand anything. I had to deal with it on my own. And I'm too weak, and I'm not strong enough to deal with it on my own. And that was really hard. It was the hardest time I'd ever gone through in my life. And my friend John died. My marriage ended, my whole life changed in 2019, a lot. I started my weight loss journey that I still continue to this day, lost 125 pounds. And part of the reason why I lost that 125 pounds and part of the reason why I can do a show like this now when I couldn't have done this show, when I did the restaurant, the restaurant was born out of anger, it was born out of negativity. Because I don't like chain restaurants and, you know, on Epic Film Guys, the movie podcast I used to do, the big thing was, you know, me always raging against some movie. Which, I mean, I still do. Because when I talk about movies, I'm prone to hyperbole. It's just what I do. But people thought it would be funny if I just ranted against chain restaurants. And I did too. And I really enjoyed doing that show for what it was and for what I got out of it. But that show developed into something else. It transformed into kind of the pre Nikolai's kitchen. It transformed into an early version of what this show has become, what I always kind of wanted a cooking or a food show to be because food to me is not negative. If you take something and you make it with love and you make it with care in your kitchen, you put it on a plate, you put it in front of somebody and you see the look in their eyes and you see the smile on their face and you can just see the warmth going over them as they take a bite, if it's something that they really, really love. Not that there aren't disappointments in the kitchen, but man, for me, that's one of the most satisfying things ever is seeing somebody take a bite. Feeding people. It's amazing to me one of the things to kind of get back to the point that I had to learn the most in 2019, I decided I wasn't going to live in negativity anymore. When my friend John died, he was 39 and I, I, it seems cliche, but it drilled home to me more than anything ever has, or probably ever could how short life is and how quickly Just how quickly everything can just disappear in a flash and do you want to spend those days looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself that you're not good enough telling yourself that you're not worth it telling yourself that you don't deserve to be loved to be heard to be respected to be cared for telling yourself that if you're being hurt or if you're being abused or if you're being talked down to that you deserve it for some reason but you don't You deserve to be loved, to be lifted up. You deserve so many. You deserve all of the good things in life. But you have to start breaking the cycle somewhere. It's all about the language that we use to talk to ourselves. And it's also about the language that we use to talk to other people. Social media, unfortunately, has made it way too easy for people to just kind of look at other people as if they're not real people. They're just names on a screen. So it's much easier to tear them down, to judge them, to rip them apart, to debase them because you disagree with them about something or because they're in a different political party than you or they worship a different God than you. Or maybe it's something like about food or maybe they just like a different movie that you don't like or vice versa. Whatever it is, social media especially has exacerbated to the point where we are just nothing but constantly bombarded by negativity all the time, all the time, where you see people online that are attacking other people, telling other people that they're not worth it, that they don't even deserve to live in some cases, death threats, just the most horrible and terrible things. We as a culture, I really, really feel need to really reshape the way that we talk, not only to other people, but to ourselves. And we need to do that by using positive language. I know it's hard. It really, really is. I spent years just believing that I would basically just deserve to fall into the grave and die. That it didn't matter. Nah, didn't matter. I could die tomorrow and nobody would care. That's what I used to think. But one day I reached a point where I decided, no, I want to live. I've got so much left to live for. Just in terms of this show, I've got so many more amazing dishes to cook and create. I've got so many more amazing things to reach out there and connect with all of you amazing people out there to talk to you about all of the things that I love in this world to tell you that you are amazing. You deserve love. You deserve kindness. You deserve respect. Take a moment, look at yourself in the mirror and just say, I deserve all of the good things in life. I am not a failure. I can do this, whatever, whatever this is, whatever project it is, whatever battle you're fighting, you can win it and you will win it and you will overcome it, but you have to have it in your mind that you can, you have to put yourself in that positive mindset because if you walk out the first step and you just say, I'm not going to be able to do this, I'm going to lose, I'm not going to be able to succeed, then you won't. Do not give up on yourselves no matter what. And if you think that nobody out there cares, I promise you, if you're listening to this, if you're somebody that has taken the time to tune into this, God, it means so much to me that you did. You have made such a difference in my life, whether I know your name or have ever seen your face or not. You have made such a difference to me. You make my life better just by being you. And I'm so grateful for you for that. Thank you so much for doing everything that you do for making my life better. I just feel like we really just as a people, we just need to change the way that we talk to and about each other. Even if we disagree with them. Even if maybe they're not our favorite person and we don't like them. Life is too short to hate. Life is too short to be angry all the time and god i used to be so angry i used to be so angry and so frustrated that this was my life that i had to just feel like i was less than nothing all the time and that that was what i deserved but it's not what i deserved it's not what i deserved at all and it's not what you deserve either never forget no matter what you are amazing. And I feel like it's just appropriate for starting off kind of our pre-season three kickoff here. Just do yourself a favor. Make yourself a promise. As long as you're listening to this show, at least, you know, just take a few moments every day, turn off the devices, you know, take the devices, chuck them out, turn off everything. Maybe turn on some soft music if that's your thing. If it's not, that's great. Whatever your thing is, immerse yourself in that thing. Celebrate it. Take something positive out of every single day and magnify it. It's not that you won't have negativity. It's not that you won't have negative thoughts. It's not that you won't have bad days because you will. Don't let them define you. Say tomorrow is a brand new day, and it seems, I know it's silly and it's cliche, but it's true. Tomorrow is a brand new day. Get out there and just tackle it with nothing but love in your heart and tell yourself you will make it one more step tomorrow. Whatever that step is leading you toward, believe in yourself every single day. Don't ever let anybody take it away from you. Just do something kind for yourself every day. Once a day, do something kind for yourself that makes you feel good, that makes you feel happy. Do something kind for someone else, even if it's just something as simple as just getting in touch with someone you haven't talked to in a while and just saying, I miss you. I love you. Thank you for all that you have done and all that you have been in my life. Thank you for building me up into this person that I am. Mr. Rogers, uh, when he received, I think it was a lifetime achievement Emmy, stood on stage and he just said, just take a few seconds, take 10 seconds or whatever it is, and just think about all the people that have loved you into being. Think about all of the people that have made a positive difference in your life. All the good things that somebody has done for you or a group of people, whomever it is, whenever it was. So I want you to join me now and let's take those 10 seconds together and just think about all of the people who loved you into being. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for downloading this. Thank you so much for listening or for watching. If you're watching the video version of this, I appreciate more than, you know, always, always, always treat yourself with kindness, talk to yourself, refer to yourself with positive energy, positive thoughts build up those around you if you love somebody then show them tell them do something for them put positivity out into the world radiate positive energy and watch it come back thank you so much We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be breaking down a featured recipe in this episode. I can't wait. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll join you again right after the break. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this Thanksgiving kickoff. I hope that your holiday this coming Thursday, if you're listening to this on release, of course, is absolutely amazing. And as always, wherever and whenever you are, I hope that you are being kind to yourselves and doing absolutely amazing. So being that Thanksgiving is almost upon us here in the States, one of my staples, one of my go-tos, one of my absolute must-haves on a Thanksgiving table is pumpkin pie. And... For years and years and years, I used to make my own pumpkin mash. But I would always go out and buy, like, it never made sense to me. I'm like, why would you buy a little pie pumpkin when you can just buy this big, massive pumpkin meant for jack-o'-lanterns and just get so much more pumpkin mash? Well, I'll tell you, like, late 20-somethings, Nick. Uh, because pie pumpkins have all of the flavor. Pumpkins for jack-o'-lanterns. If you do want to make your own pumpkin puree, you have to buy pie pumpkins. But you don't have to buy like those tiny little ones that are like the size of a softball because I've seen those in some stores. Uh try to find yourself like especially like once pumpkins start coming out in like September and October, try to find yourself like I don't know, like a farmer's market or, you know, a lot of farms will just sell them roadside or whatever. Get yourself some pie pumpkins that are like, you know, the size of a bowling ball. You know, they're definitely a good few pounds. Those uh, the 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 flesh of them just has so much more of that pumpkin flavor. Jack-o'-lantern pumpkins are actually like really really bad for making pie. They're really really bland. There's like nothing to them. And the first time I ever tasted a pie where I had made it with a pie pumpkin versus like just a big giant pumpkin, yeah, you immediately notice the difference. So cautionary tale. Learn from young Nick's mistakes. When I break down this recipe for you, do not do not do not do not get a big jack-o'-lantern pumpkin and think you're gonna have like just a truckload of pumpkin puree. I always do probably at least like four of these and that gives me enough pumpkin mash to laugh. (laughs) You don't need a lot of pumpkin puree to make one pie. I could probably make like 10 with the amount of pumpkins that I will roast. But I'm gonna break this down for you and I'm gonna tell you this with the caveat Try it one time. I know a lot of people just do my dad always would make fun of me and I'd tell him about like you know breaking down the pie pumpkins and make the pie and he'd just open his lazy susan and be like, that's my pumpkin pie right there, just the can of solid pack pumpkin. And I've gotta tell you, like, you learn these kinds of things, like a lot of them, it's not a hundred percent pumpkin, it's basically just whatever gourd they feel like chucking in there, and then they throw in some different other things. No. No, just do this one time, I promise you. One time. It's really, really easy. It really just kind of takes the extra time, and it's 100% worth the flavor. I have always noticed the difference in a pie made with solid pack and with a pie made with fresh roasted pumpkin puree. So I'm going to break that down for you. Like I said, please try it one time. Just one time. If you ever do it in your whole life, do it once. But to make my homemade pumpkin pie filling, you're going to need three cups of roasted pumpkin puree, one cup of evaporated milk, a quarter cup of sweetened condensed milk, a quarter cup of heavy cream. This is a dense boy. Two eggs, a half a cup of packed brown sugar. You can use a brown sugar substitute here. One tablespoon of ground cinnamon, a half a teaspoon of ground nutmeg, a quarter of a teaspoon of ground cloves, a quarter teaspoon of allspice, and a half of a teaspoon of salt. I love to have a lot of those kind of different fall spices in there, like your clove and like your allspice. A lot of pumpkin pies will either just use cinnamon or maybe they'll, maybe they'll get a little bit in there with some nutmeg. I love those cloves. I love that allspice. Vary this up. And of course, if this recipe doesn't 100% work for you, do it to taste. So to prepare the filling, first thing you're going to need is you're going to need the roasted pumpkin puree. So you're going to preheat your oven to 400 degrees. Take some whole pie pumpkins and just cut them right in half and then scoop out the seeds and all the stringy bits and make sure you remove the stem if it has a stem on it. Now what I always do when I roast these is I will sprinkle the insides with a little bit of cinnamon and nutmeg. Then you're going to roast the pumpkin, have a skin side up, just basically put them down right on top of a cookie sheet, 40 to 45 minutes or until the pumpkin rind, it, it kind of partially collapses and it'll peel away from the flesh of the pumpkin basically take it out of the oven probably let it cool a few minutes I always do this when it's way too hot Uh, and then get rid of all the skin sometimes it can be a little finicky if it doesn't completely separate you got to sit there and pick some pieces apart but it's generally not that complicated and a lot of times you'll just be able to kind of just stick your hand over it and just go whoop pull the whole thing off right in one fell swoop I love it when that happens one of my favorite I love making homemade pumpkin puree is that weird I don't know (laughs) But uh, basically, once you have this, you're going to transfer all of it into a food processor, all of your pumpkin flesh, pulse it until it is smooth. And you can store this. Uh, I've got stuff in the freezer from last year, and usually I will hang on to this for quite a long time. Uh, You know, this year, I'll, I'll definitely use up whatever I had left over from last year. I won't ever let it go further than that, but I've never had an issue with it over the past, say, four or five years. I've always made a huge bulk amount of it one year and then just had some in the freezer for the next year to make pie. So basically, once you're ready to actually make your pie filling, you're just going to combine all of the ingredients that I listed there with the three cups of roasted pumpkin puree and then just beat it together with an electric mixer until it's well combined. Boom, that's pumpkin pie filling done and dusted. You can't, however, make homemade pumpkin pie without making some pie crust. So again, this is one of those things. If you've never made pie crust from scratch before, ever, try it one time. It makes all the difference in the world. And it's still something, I promise you, I am still terrible at it. I am trying still so hard to really nail a good homemade pie crust. I think I'm pretty good. I think like my cookie crust for my tart apple pie I really like. And my kind of basic, basic crust recipe I really, really like. Again, same thing with the roasted pumpkins. Toss a little bit of those seasonings in here, okay? So this is what you're going to need to make two. Now, this recipe makes two pie crusts. Three cups of all-purpose flour, one and a half teaspoons of salt, a half a cup of shortening. You're going to cube this up and then freeze it. A half a cup of butter. You're also going to cube this up and freeze it. You can just put them in the fridge to chill them, but I like to go that extra step and make sure it's frozen. A half of a cup of ice water. And what I mean by that is you basically take a measuring cup, fill it up with like a cup, you know, get a big measuring cup, fill it up with like a cup of water, and then add a bunch of ice cubes into it. You want this as cold as possible without freezing. And then whenever you're ready to add it to the pie, then you use like the half a cup. Actually, start with a quarter cup measuring cup, and then you're just going to dribble in water as you need from there. But you should only need about a half of a cup total. I have this all in the instructions that are in the show notes of this uh, episode if you want to take a look there. You're also going to need one teaspoon of cinnamon and one teaspoon of nutmeg. Again, get those seasonings in there. Start flavoring this now. There's no reason pie crust has to just be plain and bland and flour and shortening. To make pie crust, you are going to combine the flour, salt, cinnamon, and nutmeg into a bowl and whisk it together. Break up any big clumps of flour or anything like that. Then you're going to add the butter and shortening to the dry ingredient mixture. This is very important. Stir this only with a wooden or a silicone spoon and try not to touch it with your hands. Once you touch pie crust with your hands, it's going to make that butter and shortening melty and the dough is not going to come together nearly as easily. And it's going to kind of be sticky and tacky. You're going to find yourself adding more water and you're not going to get those beautiful, beautiful flakes like you get in normal pie crust. The whole idea here is you want this to stay as cold as possible through the kneading process and the rolling process because all those pockets of fat from the shortening and the butter that's air and basically as that fat melts, it's going to create a ton of layers a ton of just flaky beautiful layers of pie crust you touch this with your hands you melt it in there you're going to lose that so don't touch it with your hands only when absolutely necessary as I said once you get your butter and shortening in there all stirred in with the spoon then you're going to add a quarter of a cup of water Just a quarter of a cup and then start dribbling in a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more until the pie dough comes together into a nice ball that's not sticky. So, again, this should feel wet, uh, but it shouldn't stick to your hands. It should feel tacky, but not stick to your hands. From here, use a pastry cutter if you have one or a knife, separate the dough into two balls, wrap them tightly in shrink wrap, refrigerate these for at least 30 minutes or until you're ready to use them. The idea here with pie crust, if you want it to be super flaky, you have to keep it as cold as possible at all times. So there's a lot of steps here when you're working with and making pie crust where you're constantly transferring things back to the fridge, back to the freezer to get cold again. So that way everything stays as cold as possible. Now it's finally time you're ready to bake your homemade pumpkin pie and this is actually going to include some instructions that I researched and I have not actually done yet myself because I've never par-baked a pie crust. I've never par-baked a pie crust for pumpkin pie before. I've done it for other things and like you know how there's some pies when you want to cook the pie shell first like pudding pies and then you'll cook the pie shell first and then chuck all the pudding in there. I've never done it with a pumpkin pie before, and I want to try it this year. And my instructions that are in the show notes are going to include these as well. So make sure that you keep that in mind. If you don't want to do that, I have had success for years and years and years just doing the raw pie crust and chucking the pumpkin pie right in there. So you don't necessarily have to. But try it. I'm going to try it this year. Be brave with me. Try it. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees, and you're going to lightly flour your counter or work service. You can also use wax paper here to help transfer the crust over to your pie pan easier. And then basically, you're going to take one of those balls of dough, unwrap the shrink wrap, roll it out to one-eighth of an inch in thickness. With a sharp knife, you're going to want to cut the dough about one and a half inches larger in diameter than your pie pan. So just basically take your pie pan, flip it upside down, boom, put it right on your dough. If it's not the size of your pie pan yet, you need to keep rolling. (laughs) Once it's time to transfer it, you're just gonna gently roll the dough around a rolling pin, or as I said, you can use wax paper. Unroll it or place it in the pan and just kind of work it into place. Again, using your hands as little as possible here. You're gonna have to in this stage, but just try to touch it as little as you possibly can. Once you've got it worked into the pie pan, whoop, into the freezer. Again, you gotta keep it cold. Into the freezer for 30 minutes then you're going to take it out of the freezer and brush the sides of the crust with an egg wash if you want to you don't have to but an egg wash is just one egg beaten up with just a little bit of water in there so then this is the par baking part so if you want to skip this part and just skip to filling it and baking it good but if you want to par bake the pie crust you're going to line the inside of the pie crust with parchment paper and then you're going to use pie weights to weigh down the shell to avoid it puffing up or you're going to prick holes into the bottom of the pie crust with a fork if you don't have pie weights. If you don't have pie weights, I also read you can use beans, dry beans, not wet beans. Please don't pour like a can of kidney beans (laughs) into your pumpkin pie shell. (laughs) Please don't do that. But you can use pie weights, like I said, to weigh this down. You don't want it to puff up because it will puff up in the middle if there's nothing on it to kind of hold it in place. All right, and then you're going to bake the shell for 10 to 12 minutes or until the edges of the crust are just starting to brown, and then boom, boop, pull it out. If you used weights or beans or whatever you used, remove the parchment paper along with the pie weights and then boop, get that pie filling in there immediately. Don't overfill this because what pumpkin does, what pumpkin pie does is that kind of custard filling that is going to rise up. So if you fill the pie shell too full, it will rise up and spill out over the sides. You maybe should have a cookie tray underneath this anyway to catch any extra spillage. But yeah, probably three quarters of the way full is about as full as you want to do your pie pan. And then you're going to bake this for 40 to 50 minutes at 400 or until a fork in the middle comes out clean. Once you hit 40 minutes, you're going to want to check it probably every few minutes or so, depending on, like if you check it at 40 and it's still really liquidy, then don't keep opening the oven. You want to open the oven as little as possible here. But once you hit 40 minutes, you should start paying more conscious attention to it. And then halfway through the baking cycle, what you're going to want to do is if you have like pie shell covers, great. If not, you can use aluminum foil. You're going to want to wrap it around the edge of the pie crust. Otherwise, the edge of your crust is going to burn. This is something that has happened to me for years and years and years until I think it might have even been just last Thanksgiving, maybe, or maybe two Thanksgivings ago. I think it was two Thanksgivings ago when I first made Thanksgiving dinner just for me. Literally made Thanksgiving dinner for myself because I love to cook so much and I didn't care about doing all the work for myself. Uh, That was the first time I ever covered the edge of the crust because I'm like, why is the crust always burning? And it's because it's just in the oven for so long to set whatever the filling is. It's just going to burn. So, yeah, get some foil or if you have some pie shell covers, I actually bought some pie shell covers. I'm super, super excited. They're silicone and they're flexible in size. Can't wait. So once your fork comes out clean, get your pie out of the oven and then you're going to let it cool completely before serving. I like to just have refrigerated nice, 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 nice. Cold pumpkin pie. And please, please, you went to all this trouble to make homemade pumpkin mash, homemade filling, homemade crust. Please don't use Cool Whip. (laughs) Don't use Cool Whip. Get yourself some heavy cream, chuck a little bit of sugar in there, and whip yourself up some homemade whipped cream to top this. I promise you, you have never had, like, I know we all have a general kind of sense of what pumpkin pie is and what it tastes like. But You've never had pumpkin pie quite like homemade scratch made pumpkin pie. If you've never, ever made it, or if you've never had it, try it one time, just try it one time. The difference is in just the, the subtle, like the thick and, and the, and the creaminess of that custard. And then just all the different seasonings. It, it Like, again, you got to season this kind of to your own tastes, but man, I love it. I love it. So, 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 so much please give this a try. Please let me know what you thought about this pie recipe. I love pumpkin pie so much and Rebecca doesn't eat it. So I get it all to myself. (laughs) That is going to do it for this preseason kickoff. I don't even know what's going on. It doesn't matter. It's fine. But season three in earnest begins with table for two next week with Emma verbal diorama. She sent me Well, we'll call it a mac and cheese recipe. You'll hear when I talk about it in the show next week. (laughs) She sent me what you could construe as a recipe and I made it and it was uh, something outside of my comfort zone in terms of cooking. And you'll hear more about that in the next episode, but she was an absolutely amazing guest. You can also go down into the show notes right now because I joined her on her show to talk about Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. And it was a really, really great discussion about whether or not the film's comedy necessarily holds up today. So please go and check that out as well. Please check out M's show. She is an amazing creator and uh, you guys will love her. So I just want to thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today, wherever you are, whenever you are. Thanksgiving, or if it's three Thanksgivings from now, whatever it is, you're amazing. Be kind to yourself today. Believe in yourself today. Believe in your power to do good and to make good changes in the world, to put goodness out into the world. It's so, so easy to be negative, to be angry, to be hateful. And I know that because I have been for the last day. It's so easy to let yourself slip into just kind of this darker mindset. Just let it go. Let it go. Breathe and believe in yourself. You are amazing and you have the power to do amazing things. I believe in you. Even if you don't believe in you right now, I promise you I do go out there and make the world a better place. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Nicholai's Kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons. Thank you so much to M, Deb, Sam, and Chris, and a very special thank you to my VIP patrons Krista, Jared, Caleb, Dan, and Bill. Learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash kitchen.